0: I always find this question funny, especially with the doctor of the miss, but have you ever been sick? Yeah, right? <laughs> never, right? No, never. Um, I uh, Thomas, back there, if you'll skip the first image and go kind of the next three, I believe, okay? Um, in my life, we are sick pretty much all the time. This was Jonathan when he was really, really sick. This was two days before brain surgery, and we snuck Addie into neuro ICU. So um, I needed prayer then, but Jonathan really needed prayer. And probably his mom needed prayer for using the back elevator at Memorial to sneak Addie in. But this was one, and, and I got another one. This is um, a fun one, I think. Yeah, this was... Um, it's pitiful, isn't it? We were at Disney World. Can that make matters worse? Okay. We had gotten there, and then this is when the beginning of Lily Grace's kind of asthma diagnosis, and Addie was dealing with stuff, too. But we were the happiest place on earth, and sick, sick, sick. And then this next one, this one cracks me up even more. This is me at the beach <laughs> with a broken jaw. Isn't that lovely? Now, I don't know if y'all have heard this story. It involves an apple and my husband, so um, that'll be for another day. But I did have surgery, and um, that's my mom not knowing how to wear a hat, but um, we, we had good time. But, but when you're sick, and when you're kind of sick like this, you need people to pray for you, right? You need people to come together. Um, one of the things that really blessed my life was all the people— that came when Jonathan was was having his surgery. I don't know if you're familiar with Memorial Medical Center, but they moved us from the regular kind of uh, waiting room down to the heart hospital area because it has a very large waiting room because I think there were close to 44 people there that day Lifting Jonathan and, and really just being a support system for me when he had brain surgery. In fact, there were people here from Pittman Park. We weren't even working here yet. And people from Pittman Park came to, to lift us up in prayer. So that being said, that's kind of a segue into what our scripture is about today. We are finishing up our series today on James, Faith That Works. And we're looking today in how our faith, working it out. Now, prayer isn't a thing that that we work at. It should be part of our everyday life. But today, there's times where we have to work at praying for others. So you join me now as we go to our scripture? It's from James chapter 5. We're going to be again in verses 13 through 20. James chapter 5. 13 through 20. The words again are in your bulletin if you'd like to make notes in there, and they'll also be up on the screen. It says, Is anyone among you in trouble? I don't think that's right. Um, Let's go to, (laughs) whoops. Let's read from here then, okay? That looks like it's from last week. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on earth. Then he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if any among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is God's word for us today. I served a church in Columbus, and it was one of my, my first churches. I served Langston here, but then going to Columbus, and I got there one Sunday, and, and no one beat me to church, all right? I'm, I'm one of those, I'm going to be 30 minutes early instead of on time because I can't be late. Anyway, so I was there, and there was this guy that actually beat me to the church. He was waiting at the doors of the church to come in. Now, I knew this guy because he wandered the neighborhood, and he would yell things occasionally. And you just kind of go, okay, bless your heart. And you just keep going because you're afraid of what really is going to take place. But he was there at the doors of the church, and I knew his name. And I I was like, Steve, how how are you doing? By myself, you know, female, still nervous. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. Are you going to open me up? Okay, so I open the doors up, and Steve goes almost running up the stairs and into the sanctuary, and he falls at the altar. And and we have a good two hours before church even starts, before the 11 o'clock service, and Steve's there. So I kind of go up to him, and I said, Steve, I'm going to let you have some time, but if you need anything, I'll be back in the office. And so I keep going, and and about my usual routine, I get Sunday school together because i got to go teach Sunday school. And I go and make sure the nursery worker's there, and she's got everything that she needs. And and we're kind of doing this, and and I kind of get into my routine, and I forget about Steve a little bit. So a few minutes later, we're in Sunday school, and and we're getting to the the fun part where everybody's telling jokes because apparently this is what you do in Sunday school, right? There's Okay. Y'all need to go to some better Sunday school classes if y'all don't tell jokes, all right? I'm kidding. But we were telling the joke portion of the study, and and we get to this part, and somebody comes in, and she goes, "Um, Stephanie, there's somebody in the sanctuary that needs you. I said, oh, okay, I forgot. It was Steve, so I get up, and I kind of go, and I keep telling jokes, so I go, and I talk to Steve, and, and he's just crying. He's just pouring out, and he said, I was reading the Bible the other day, and this kind of took me aback. I didn't know you had a Bible, Steve. But I asked him, I was like, what were you reading? And he brings up this passage of Scripture. He says, I was reading about how you get the people together of the church, and they pray over you, and they anoint you. Do, do y'all do that? Yes. We can pray over you, and, and I'd never experienced this before, new in ministry, not knowing what to do. And so I'm asking, and I was like, yes, we can do that. So I go in, and we get the lay leaders, and I get my, my trustee chair, and I get all these people that I know that would come and just lay hands on this guy. And as soon as they see who it is, you can see them kind of pause in their tracks. But I keep going, and we pray over Steve. And I told him, I said, Steve, I don't have the anointing oil here with me now. But I promise you, I'll have some tomorrow. I'll find some. I'll get it here. And so we were in continued communication. And I finally, I go to Steve's house a couple days later. And I said, Steve, what's going on? I found out that he had just heard a few days before that he had cancer all over his body. And doctors had given him about two or three weeks to live. And looking at him, you wouldn't have known it. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that. But Steve lived about six more weeks and then passed away. But it was that moment, in that situation, in that time where Steve came looking for people to pray for him. But how often does that happen in our world today? How often do people say, will you pray for me? Occasionally, when you hit rock bottom, yes. I needed people praying for me when Jonathan was having brain surgery. I needed people praying for Jonathan when I was having jaw surgery, so I didn't knock him out next time he would throw an apple at me. (laughs) But we need each other. Our faith isn't a faith that, that just says, okay, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to live in my world. But our faith that works is a faith that is going out into the world. It's looking beyond ourselves and looking for how we can serve others. We've looked at that throughout this entire time in James. James isn't a book that is all about introspection, looking at yourself, but it's about taking what you have and going to the world. Who do you know? There's a good bit of room in this bulletin. Who do you know? That you need to be praying for? Who needs to be part of this list? Who needs you to actually go to their house and say, I know you're dealing with some stuff. Let me pray with you. Now, some of you think, yeah, no, I don't pray out loud. Some of you may think that, right? I, I don't do that, Stephanie. I think you can. I think it's a simple thing as going, I stand on that spot every time. It's a simple thing as going to them and saying, I love you. I'm praying for you. And you can put your hands, you can hold each other, you can hug and embrace and say, God, hear our prayers. God, offer healing. Lord, give them protection. God, this couple that's going through a divorce, will you offer them a peace? We can say these words, right? These aren't words that that we just have to come up with or, or make up a new word or even a new sentence. Go with what's in your heart and the love that you have for your friend. And together, as you intercede, you go to God and you offer your voice. But more than anything, you're offering your love and support to those people. Our faith has to be put to work yes we need to continue in our lives spend time in prayer with God there is a, a pretty amazing from what I've heard I hate to say that I haven't seen it yet but again whoever wants to babysit my children but there's a great movie out right now that's talking about prayer and the power of prayer it's From the makers of of the ones that did the other um, fireproof and, and the like. It's called War Room. I invite you to, to just check it out. Or if you're like me, wait till it goes on DVD and then check it out. But if our media, if our community, if our world is putting something out about the power of prayer, then maybe that's something we should be experiencing as well. It's not just repeating the Lord's Prayer. It's not just coming in this time and and experiencing communion because I like bread and I like to dip it in juice. But what takes place here is a time of, of reconciliation within your own heart. It's allowing God to come and enter in. This is a time for you to get filled up that you may then go with the faith that has filled you into a world that needs you. That needs the love of God. That needs what you have. Some of us are in jobs that interact with people on a daily basis. And those people have a great need. They could be students, they could be patients, they could be people you just meet at the store. But if we don't open our voice and speak, then how is God going to use us? If we don't open our eyes and our ears to hear and to see and to listen for what God is doing, how are we going to even work our faith in this world? Who are we waiting on when God is waiting on us? Be bold in your faith. Be bold in your service and pray for those who have need. Confess the sins, lift up one another that we all may be healed. Will you join me now as we pray? God, we come to the cross to need you to need you to, to work healing and restoration in our life. But Lord, you, we need you to strengthen us, to inspire us to move in ways and, and, and serve the world in ways that, that we may have not done before, to move beyond our comfort zone and to really work our faith as you are calling us to to go and be bold in service and love, knowing it's all about giving you the glory. God, in this place, continue to speak, continue to serve, and show us how to live for you. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We turn into a time of holy communion. God is in this place, and you don't have to be members of this church or any church to come to this table. What takes place here at this table is between you and God. It's for God to work within you. I've seen salvation at the hands as you come and receive the body and blood. Will you join me now in the words that we proclaim together? They will be up on the screen I ask that you read the the yellow print as we come together in Holy Communion. Christ, our Lord, invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. We come as a broken people. Aware of our sinfulness and the fact that we have broken our relationship with God and with those around us. We come to receive forgiveness and to be restored. Almighty God, forgive us for what we have done. Give grace that we might live in you. Amen. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us. He took the bread, he gave thanks to you, and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, will you join hands with those near you as we join together in the prayer the Lord taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I'll invite our our servers to come with us, the Makovits and Mark, if you'll come and join us. Please know that this is for you. We have gluten-free elements available, if you would just but ask. And let us come and receive.